from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Well, it's Friday, Chiefs Kingdom. It's not your red Friday yet. You got one more week for that Super Bowl, so make your preparations. We're going to help you get there. Today, we have a great show. There's news coming out of the Chiefs facility. Guys are back at practice. We're going to go over that. We're going to take a deep look at where this is in terms of the overall league and what the Chiefs are contributing to it outside of the building. And then coming up later, we have Ross Jackson, our man on the ground in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. He'll give us a couple of takeaways. This is going to be a fun show. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and your host at RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you all for listening. We do appreciate it. And welcome to just about a week away from Super Bowl 55. Uh, Exciting time to be a Chiefs fan. Obviously, you are dealing with back-to-back Super Bowls now and hopefully back-to-back Super Bowl wins. And we'll get into that in a minute. But we do need to get into the news. Uh, It looks like everybody practiced again today, except for, of course, Eric Fisher, which was to be expected. Yeah, uh, it's got to be tough. Uh, I was very impressed that he's hung out for the award ceremony. He was out there as long as Stefan Diggs was. Uh, <laughs> it really does help him stay connected to the team, I think. And um, I, I wonder what the prognosis is like, how quickly they're going to make that repair and if we'll find out about it or if he's, you know, maybe in the building for, um, you know, helping with film review or, or something like that. It is a tall order to lose him at this stage of the game going up against the Bucks front with JPP and Shaq Barrett, who knows him pretty well, uh, as well as the rest of their front. I don't want to take anything away from the other guys as well. No, it truly is a huge deal, and it's definitely something we're going to have to watch over the next week as to how Kansas City is going to be dealing with that. They did get some new, good news on that front, though. Mike Rimmers and Andrew Wiley returned to practice in full. Yeah, that's got to be a load off everybody's mind because – those two are going to have to be the keys. Um, I thought they both played a decent game last week. Um, obviously, both beat up a little bit. If you didn't have those two guys, it was going to look like a very, very tall order trying to get five in place. They can, I mean, if they can get by, this is a, a talented and, and quite frankly, a, a deep O line group that they've had to tef- test their depth all year long. Um, but to, to be at, as close to your peak, you need those two if you can't have Fish and Schwartz. Yeah, and you have to wonder, you know, with the talk of Fisher having the Achilles probably being out, I'm just going to say all of 2021, uh, I have a hard time believing he makes it back for next year at all uh, with his size. And since Achilles injuries usually take about a year to heal, uh, and Schwartz, who knows what's going to happen there. You have to wonder if they're going to invest two or three picks on the offensive line in the draft. Yeah, I, I, I think it's definitely leaning towards more than fewer. Um, it doesn't look like they're going to have the the onslaught of additional picks like we thought they might. We'll talk about that later in the show. But on the other side, there's also some development there because, yes, this is a week out. And, yes, we, we have a tendency to ride this uh, practice report because we know this team so well. But when you take a look at the Bucks, they had several guys not practice at all so far this week. And, and it is late Thursday, so we've gotten uh, two and a half days at least of the participation in here. No Antonio Brown this week. No Levante David at all. That's a hamstring issue. Um, I would think that he'll be ready to play. He just won't be 100% is my guess, unless he's a full go all next week. And, and even then if he's you a full go, that's Jason Pierre-Paul. Yeah, that's a big ask for him to come back after a hamstring injury, uh, especially as somebody of his caliber. Hamstrings are going to be important in that position. So, Especially knowing that you have Travis Kelsey that you're going to be facing. That, that's that makes things exactly my point. Yeah, it makes it incredibly difficult. 
And so then it brings us to Jason Pierre-Paul, who did not practice at all this week either. And then the crowning achievement here and the thing that I think might be the biggest Achilles heel for this team in the Super Bowl is that neither of their starting safeties have practiced to this week. And they are going to be tested by Tyreek Hill and Hardman. And now Sammy Watkins. Well, yeah, and I'm glad you bring that up because uh, it's really funny. We talked about Scotty Miller a little bit earlier this week and, you know, how he's so fast. Uh, you know, Chiefs players are talking on on Twitter how, uh, you know, Scotty Miller has to get through McCole Hardman before he can race Tyreek Hill. And I still don't think he'd win that race either. So just going to throw that out there. <laughs> Not that we care, yeah, but it's, it's is, still uh... fun. <laughs> It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a challenge, but that being the group uh, that has not practiced to this point this week, um, rest is one thing, um, but you got to get back out there on the field if they want to be ready. It's going to be an interesting and difficult challenge, it seems. Yep. And one last little bit of news that I saw. It looks like they're bringing back the yellow end zones in Tampa Bay Stadium for the Chiefs, which I find very interesting. And also, we also did find out that the Chiefs are going to be wearing red, which I thought was interesting as well. Uh, the Buccaneers are going with the white away jerseys. I would think if this was early in the year, that might play a bigger factor in terms of the weather. But, you know, that's what I was. It is what it is. uh, I will say this, though. I think they do have to be careful because I know Tyreek had the the hamstring a couple of times, and I think that was hydration related. And going down there on what is going to be a very short turnaround, less than 48 hours from landing to playing, um, that is something they're going to have to keep a a very, very close eye on. Absolutely. It's a big thing that they got to worry about. When we get back, we need to jump into this game and actually a little bit more about this team. We're covering everything you need to know about the Chiefs. But what about the rest of the league? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, and it's all about sports, all you need, all the news, every morning, and it's under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You're unique and so are your taxes. TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts will listen to you learn about your unique tax situations and answer your questions. And on top of that, they can do your taxes from start to finish. Maybe you started investing and you want some reassurance from your expert that you're doing the right thing. Maybe you're now self-employed and you need some expert advice on what qualifies as a home office deduction. Or maybe you'd just rather have an expert file your taxes for you so that you can focus on what matters most. No matter what your situation is, TurboTax Live tax experts can answer your questions give tax advice, review your return before you file, and even do it all for you. TurboTax Live gives you confidence that your uniquely you taxes are done right. Intuit TurboTax Live, file with the help of an expert or let the expert file for you. Built Bar is back along with Built Go and has some great new things for you to try. Some of them are flavors, some of them are new mixtures, new concepts in what Built does. So check out Built Bar, Built Go, and the whole nine yards. My personal favorite still remains that uh, caramel brownie, and uh, I like that coconut one as well. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go check out the peanut butter. It has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. It is absolutely delicious in my opinion. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BillBar.com. Before we jump into that, I have to say one thing. I was really shocked on Wednesday night to hear that David Coley was going to be the new coach of the Houston Texans. Uh, And one thing that we didn't mention in the 
news that we probably should have. Deshaun Watson has officially asked for a trade, although it sounds like he asked for a trade a couple of weeks ago because the head coaching decision wasn't going to change his mind. So the question is, where's he end up? Because I do think that he's going to force his way out, it sounds like. It's funny because uh, I did we did a Wheel of Fortune thing with the available quarterbacks yesterday on Locked On NFL. Uh, and Chris and I came down to how where did Deshaun need to go, assuming that he needed to get out. And I think the timing of this coming out that his request was before they made their decision on David Culley. I, I don't want anybody to think that it's it's a reflection on David Culley because I think he's going to do as good a job as anyone can in that particular situation. Which is a bad situation. Um, and I think it is, it's a terrible <laughs> situation. I mean, even, even, even if Deshaun was a happy camper and ready to stay, that's a yep. terrible situation. We talked about that a few weeks ago when we thought Eric Bieniemy might be in there. And just the other day, even Ian thought that he was still in the running. So that tells me that it was close. Eric Bieniemy might have actually dodged something that could end up being a very, very bad situation down Absolutely. the line if Deshaun Watson gets out of it. Oh, yeah. And then you're also looking at losing J.J. Watt on the other side because you just can't afford him uh, at, at the cost in his production this past year. So you're probably more than likely going to lose your two biggest players in Houston in the same offseason, and that's going to be rough. Yeah, that's uh, almost insurmountable at that point. And that, while that does leave the door open for refreshing a franchise that honestly needs it, um, it also makes that hill that much more steep. Yep, certainly does. Uh, I will say this. I did find it funny. A lot of people are already trying to say that he's going to go to the Raiders. Uh, what I will say about that is if he ended up going to Vegas, man, could you imagine the AFC West for the next 10 years? <laughs> Herbert Watson and Mahomes. What a shootout. Yeah, I mean that's 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 incredible. But but I will in all honesty, I don't think that he lands A, I'm not sure that he can force his way out. I think he will try. I personally would think that the player not being willing to play is probably the ultimate chip. So maybe he can do it. But if they do trade him, I don't think there's any way they trade him to anyone in the AFC. Well, uh, that might be the case, but the place it sounds like he wants to go the most is Miami and they're the only ones that really have the draft capital to get it done. So uh, if they want to trade him somewhere and get draft capital to try to rebuild that franchise, I think that they may have to end up trading in the AFC. But let's go ahead and shift our focus back to this championship game for the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. Man, I don't even know where to start. I think it was a lot of fun hearing some of the players talk, and you know Patrick Mahomes is is tweeting out about you know different things that people are saying, and uh, Robert Sala told the Buccaneers, you know, don't trust the fact that Mahomes looks like he's on granny feet or something like that. Uh, when he's walking back to the huddle and then his feet hurt because they really don't. Uh, and Mahomes is laughing at that. And no, I get it. I mean, you know, you play up uh, injuries when you can, and maybe it'll make them think you're a step slower than you are. Hey, hey why not? I mean, honestly, he's got a little bit of a duck walk in general, doesn't he? So, like, why not play it up? <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's gamesmanship right there as far as I'm concerned. And, I'll be really interested to see, and I'm sure because it was such a hit on television, that uh, we'll find out about whether he's wearing that uh, that carbon fiber shank underneath uh, the ball and the big toe of his foot. Because I think that, yes, while that stabilized him, made him more comfortable, and made him able to push off more efficiently, uh, I think it also limited him a little bit. And that will be a key factor in escaping the pocket against that pass rush that the Bucks have. Well, I think he has to wear it because I don't think – you take the chance that it hurts it too much to where he can't play in the rest of the game. 
So I think you you force him to wear it, and it's not going to be the best situation. But at the same time, if he can at least guarantee that it's going to be, you know, 99% chance that it's going to be, or 95% chance that it's going to be as healthy as it is when he goes into the game, I think you're in a good situation. I don't think you want to risk a chance where it ends up knocking him out of the game. I mean, that that would seal the game at that point. Nothing against Chad Henney, but this is this is going to be big. And there's all kinds of reasons, all kinds of storylines. But at the bottom line comes down to you have to fight through what is a, kind of a Cinderella story for Tom Brady moving, getting with another team and getting to this Super Bowl again. And you want every absolute aspect, weapon, concept that you could have. Yeah, no. And I have to ask you a question because I was listening to I caught a segment from Nick Wright. Uh, and I don't watch that show very often, but I did catch this segment and they're talking about him and Brian Marshall are talking about Tom Brady's legacy and the question of whether or not can Patrick ever surpass Tom Brady uh, in the future, depending on obviously, you know, you'll have to see how it ends up with the rings. But, you know, Nick Wright's point, and he, this to me is a fantastic point. If Kansas City doesn't win the Super Bowl for some reason. Uh, that would give Tom Brady seven Super Bowls and Tom Brady would be three and two versus Mahomes in the, in his career with them not likely to play again. Unless mm-hmm. they both make it to the Super Bowl again. Yeah. Yeah, that's significant. They're not on the schedule for next year. And so you would have to progress all the way back to, to the Super Bowl again. That That's a very good point. It, it would be a line of distinction at that point, but. And I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. Same I just time, thought it was interesting. So it comes down to whether that's the reason or not, they have to proceed as though that's out in the back of their minds. That They have to proceed with just this game plan, just this roster. And quite frankly, at the end of the day, it's Tom Brady against Spags and Tyrant and, well, and Juan. Yep. I think those are the, the most limiting factors. And it's, it's Patrick against what is now, uh, as of today, a secondary that doesn't have either of its safeties. And a pass rush that's missing half of his outside rushers. Well, and so I mean, and a corner group that's struggling as well. I mean, you saw what PFF was putting out. They were talking about how the uh, corners for the sorry for the Buccaneers. I almost said Patriots. The corners for the Buccaneers have allowed three of them have allowed over 750 yards in coverage this year. Not one Chiefs corner has allowed more than 600 yards. And you're sitting here in a situation where you're going up against three of one of the deepest wide receiver cores in the NFL, in my opinion. Uh, and that doesn't really even include McCall Hardman, because I really do think that you're sitting there looking at Travis Kelsey, basically being one, a one B with Tyree kill and Sammy Watkins is your number two. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the definition of team play versus individual play, because I don't know that if you're outside the Kansas city market, if you can name two of the chief corners, probably not, but that's fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have two. I'll take right. that every day of the week. And what I will say is this this goes back to watching what Brett Veach has done. He has shown you that he has the ability to find diamonds in the rough at every single position. And that is exactly what Legereus Sneed is. He was a diamond in the rough. Obviously, you were on him early, and I get that. I'm just saying he wasn't looked at as a first-round pick by the NFL. I think that they're going to regret that in several years. We'll have to see how he turns out. But right now, it's very promising. I agree. And a lot of promises on the horizon, not just for this game, but also for the roster going down the line. So coming up next, we're to get with Ross Jackson, who is down in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl and get some of his takeaways on the prospects that could end up in Kansas City. Are you ready for some football? It's Super Bowl season and we are ready for a championship. 
It's a really exciting time to be an NFL fan, and there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today and get a free account on betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKDOWN for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Go check out Bet Online AG. If you're betting this year and you want more wins, listen to Lock On Bets. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports, they're going over everything you need to know. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. So luckily, since I can't make it down there, there are friends around the Locked On Network who can get down to Mobile and give us some eyes on. It's nice. Ross Jackson is one of them. How are you, Ross? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I appreciate you very much for having me on. Glad to be able to join here with you. Uh, sorry that you're not here with us, man. Oh, maybe next time. Me and COVID maybe don't mix too time. well. So we'll yeah, just, I don't we'll blame you. Here. <laughs> so for all of a strange year, I know it's, it is super strange, but just having eyes on changes things. And I wanted to know, like, starting with, let's say, the back of a defense, like any DBs that stood out to you here on day two now of the Senior Bowl practice week? Yeah, absolutely. How's a uh, positionless defensive piece that can play just about anywhere sound to you? Oh, I kind of I got it Because I got a guy for you. Florida State safety, Hamza Nazir-Dean. The guy can literally line up just about anywhere outside of the offensive line. I mean, excuse me, the defensive line. I mean, he probably couldn't line up on the offensive line either, if we're being fair. But, uh, I mean, the guy's outstanding, uh, super physical at the line of scrimmage, does a really good job, very patient, does a good job attacking uh, the ball at the catch point as well when he's playing the deep safety roles. But then he's also a good job, does a good job in run support, playing down from the line of scrimmage, top down, or playing at the second level uh, with from, you know, and the linebackers or amongst that, the, the linebacker core there. So he's gotten a lot of run in a lot of different places. So he's somebody that's really interesting to watch. Again, that's Hamza Nazir-Dean, the uh, safety out of Florida State. Uh, another DB that stood out so far is UCF corner Aaron Robinson. Uh, he's one of the few guys that has not gotten absolutely demolished by Florida wide receiver Kadarius Toney. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun watching him. Again, super patient, really good hands, very physical. He's just not going to get bullied. And uh, he does a really, really good job at uh, making some guys pay attention to him. And then one other one that I'll give you because he's a six foot three special teamer as well. Uh, as yeah. a really good coverage guy that can go stride for stride with some of the faster guys out on the field. And that's Benjamin St. Juice out of Minnesota. Um, looks every, plays every bit of the height that he retains and really reactionary too. Does a good job getting his head turned around when he sees the late hands go up by the receiver and make a play on the ball. Oh, I like that. I was hoping you were going to have more than one. That's impressive. It's, it's, oh, yeah, man. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, all my man. eyes always go to the defensive side of the ball. And so I, I'm wondering. Sure. Um, a couple of interesting guys at the linebacker level. I wonder if any of them stood out to you. If you had to pick one, who is it? Uh, Baron Browning, Ohio State uh, uh, linebacker. He's somebody that, again, is just, you know, the multiple guys really stand out, the guys that excel in different drills, and he has done a good job in that. He has shown uh, to be really proficient in the run game in terms of run defense, but he also shows uh, pretty good out there covering the run uh, running backs and tight ends and it's a bunch of pass catching tight ends out here so they are getting tested in that area of the game those linebackers yeah from from what i heard there's not a whole lot of inline blocker type guys right no not none of your true y guys out here for the most part they're all ready to go out there and uh, be a third wide receiver as quickly as possible you're a dying breed but it is what it is uh, <laughs> when you go back <laughs> on the interior defensive line right there's there's a couple of standouts uh, i had a guy from washington who didn't practice the second day but like 
who that maybe everybody in Chiefs Kingdom hasn't heard of, who stood out or, or caught your eye on a flash? Yeah, I'll mention uh, um, Oso Digizua out of uh, UCLA, six foot two, two eighty interior offensive lineman. So he's a little light, but you won't note it by watching him play. I mean, he carries his weight very well. He's super physical. He does a lot of good stuff. He plays inside and out. Can play off the edge. Uh, he's got some really good pass rushing moves as well. Uh, I've I liked watching him a lot. He's been a lot of fun to watch, and he's popped just about anywhere they put him. How's his hands? Uh, fast. <laughs> he's a quick hands guy, and he's strong, which is really nice. Uh, they've even put him up at nose tackle a couple of times as well, and he's got a phenomenal spin move too. I mean, just one of those ones that'll take your breath away when you watch it happen. So let's flip it. Let's look at the offensive side of the ball. Not many wise. We covered that. And uh, the Clemson receiver that seems to be making some noise. Who on the on the outside is catching your eye? Yeah, I mean, Amari Rogers is definitely one of those guys, definitely. But, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna talk about a guy that maybe some folks aren't talking about too much. I'm talking about him a ton. Austin Watkins, the wide receiver out of UAB, uh, does a really good job in terms of his routes coming out of his breaks. He's really clean, really crisp. He's very physical, not afraid of contact at all, able to fight through it, able to attack the ball. Does a lot of things really well, and he's been really steady so far over this time. And then another receiver that I've been sort of singing the praises of, and I'm sure you've probably seen it, is Kadarius Tony, the wide receiver out of Florida. The guy you just never know what's going to happen when he's got the ball in his hands. Feels like a perfect Kansas City Chief to me, if I'm being completely honest with you. I'd hate to see it because there's enough, all right, enough in Kansas City. But he would be a really phenomenal addition over there. There's no, no doubt about that. Folks, you heard it here first at the 32nd pick. Uh, <laughs> this tackle class is supposed to be really exemplary. How do you feel about the, how they're doing in practice so far? Yeah, you're seeing a lot of good play from the tackle positions right now. A lot of good bookends, particularly on. Yeah, you're seeing a lot of great play from the uh, tackle positions right now, especially the guys on either end, the bookends and everything. Uh, one of the guys that's really standing out, uh, NDSU, North Dakota State University tackle, uh, left tackle, but he's also playing a little bit of left guard as well. So he's showing a little bit of versatility out there, uh, Dylan Raddins. And this is a guy that I just don't see lose a lot, regardless of where they put him. Uh, he's out there making plays in the run game, opening up holes or closing up, you know, sealing the edges for some big runs, uh, either up the middle or, or around the outside. And he's also doing a really good job in pass protection as well. Like nobody's getting by the guy. And at the same time, no one's ever in his way either without getting cleared out really quickly. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're having a good time. I appreciate taking a couple minutes to be with us. Absolutely, man. Such a pleasure to be out here and such a pleasure to be here with you. We always have a good time. Yeah, we'll compare notes when it's all said and done, too. It'll be a good time. Folks, that's Rob yeah, Absolutely. Locked on NFL, locked on Saints. Have a good one. You too, bud. We'll have more on the Senior Bowl, the run-up to the draft, and everything else after we get through the next week for the Kansas City Chiefs. Thanks for listening today. We'll be back on Sunday evening. We'll talk to you then. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.